Hello there and a very warm welcome to episode 42 of the Frantic Football Podcast on World Football Index. I'm Neil Shalat and it's Monday again which means we're back with another review episode taking you through all the action from the weekend of which there was quite a bit we had loads of stuff going on because it's it's almost the end of May now so many titles being handed out and obviously many other title races getting really really interesting with you know, just a couple of games left in most places and of course on the other hand relegation battles and all that sort of stuff so as ever we've got loads to go through uh, just quickly run you through a bit of the agenda we have a couple of first time winners in europe which is lovely to see a couple of uh, one title race in particular in scotland which drew to a very very dramatic conclusion which we have to talk about uh, caf champions league semi finals uh and and lo- loads of other title race deciding games such as perhaps in bulgaria and uh, denmark we had a couple of big results uh, and of course down at the bottom we had some big results in england in austria in croatia and of course we had the end of the serie b season which we've been following very closely so i'll take you through all that uh, and and a couple of other things so i suppose uh, without further ado let's get started Okay, let's start with what is definitely my favorite story from the weekend certainly and uh, right up there for the whole season too which is uh, that of Farul Constanza we've spoken about them a fair bit on the podcast uh, they're uh, of course based in Romania competing in the Superliga and they have won it they've won their first ever major trophy under their name of course their story is very interesting I'll just quickly recap it uh, so they were founded in like 1920 or something long long time ago but they've never won a major title uh, in their history then they they, they uh, were the club that uh, Georgi Haji came through uh, and i mean obviously being over 100 years old have, have a pretty great story history and are one of one of the most historic clubs of Romania i suppose we could say but obviously never won the title and that's a big thing and eventually after loads of mismanagement and all that sort of stuff in 2016 they went bankrupt uh, and they were basically kept alive by a group of fans founding a proxy club with the same name farul constanza name and that was later bought and stuff and the the, the second the story is two parts really and the second part is of gorge haji obviously came through there then went on to all sorts of places in europe galatasaray real madrid barcelona all that um but after he was done playing uh, and after his initial managerial career didn't get off to the best of starts he came back to Romania and well it is said that he always wanted to take over Farul but at the time of course it's around 2010 and at the time all that mismanagement stuff is going on so he couldn't get involved there uh, instead within Constanza he founded a youth academy uh, and took over a club uh, nearby uh to to sort of you know have a senior team for the kids to uh sort of graduate into and he renamed that club Vitorul Constanza Vitorul means the future in Romanian so you could tell their their vision is quite clear what they wanted to do 
uh, and then eventually they came up the tears haji took over as manager himself uh, and then in in the 2016-17 season so just after farul went bankrupt vitorul won the league uh, with haji as the manager and of course the owner so that was that was a pretty good story in itself but then they couldn't they obviously you, you know being such a youth focused club they tend to lose all their good players every season and they have to sort of rebuild effectively every year in that sense so they uh, they didn't come close to winning the title really again uh, and then of course all this farul stuff was going on so uh, as i said uh, people say that uh, haji always wanted to take over farul and with the, with the bankruptcy he had the chance to do something so he uh, proposed essentially a merger of the two clubs which came to being in 2021 under the farul name so the cups farul constanza but they use a lot of the facilities from vitorul including the academy their stadium even now um and of course uh haji once again as owner and manager and so last season they they didn't really come close to the title but this year they've they've been fantastic and i mean for most of the season it looked like they were going to fight uh back to back champions tefere cluj for the title but then uh, in romania much like in belgium uh, your points are halved when you go into the championship group and uh so so that sort of bunches everyone close together and chefre cluj have not had the best of uh, seasons in the championship group but fetch sebe uh, who you might have heard of as well they've been around in 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 european competitions a fair bit having won loads of titles themselves in romania so they uh, they put together a pretty good run and they were the ones challenging farul so going into this weekend the penultimate round of fixtures fetch sebe were one point behind farul and they were playing each other so if farul won the title was theirs a draw and was still in their hands and if they lost then it was in fetch sebe's hands and this was at fi- at Co- in constanza at uh, where the vitorul stadium because that's where they play and within about what like 20 minutes farul went two down and it wasn't a good start at all and pretty much the atmosphere was incredible but you know this was a terrible start Uh, but then just before half time they managed to get one back i think before the r mark they managed to make it 2-2 and then in the 86th minute farul scored the winner to not just win the game but to win the title for the first time ever and then all sorts of celebrations were after lovely to see i'll, I'll link some stuff uh, below or a piece on them as well so i'll link that uh, but yeah a great great story and yeah, i'm really excited to see farul in the champions league qualifiers now so that should be very cool Uh, the other first time winners were from Cyprus uh, Aris Limassol who ultimately won the title without doing anything themselves they beat Omonia Nicosia this weekend but the job wasn't done there because in second place were Apoel who were playing against Apollon Limassol uh, Aris's local rivals but obviously the two big clubs in in Limassol are Aiel and Apollon so Aris sort of the third club and uh they 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 got some help from uh, apollon so uh the apoel suffered a 3-2 loss to apollon which means that uh, which meant that aris are uh, 6 points clear with just one game left so obviously that's mathematically the title is theirs and as i said that's their first ever title too uh, they they sort of i suppose you could sort of like in their story to farul as well obviously minus the bankruptcy but uh so you start with well, these guys were founded in 1930 but then 
I think pretty early on they had a sort of a hiatus. They they sort of went out of operation, but then they were back. And throughout their history, really, they they've been a bit of a yo-yo club uh, between the first two tiers in Cyprus. Uh, so they haven't ever really come close to a title. And then in 2021, uh, when Farul had the merger with Vitorul, uh, Aris were subject to a takeover. Uh, from uh, it was Vladimir Fedorov, who's a Russian businessman. I couldn't find much about him. Uh, I, I obviously I haven't searched that closely, so I think this is something I'd like to uh, dig into. But so they were subject to the takeover from him, and he uh, under under him they sort of modernized, they struck some partnerships with data companies and that sort of stuff, and they basically modernized their administrative, their running of the club, and. Uh, th- so they were promoted that season as well, like at the time of the takeover. Uh, so the first season after it, which is twenty one twenty two, they finished fourth right from promotion, and I think that meant they got to play uh, Europa League qualifier, Europa Conference League qualifier. Sorry, uh, they were out in the first round, but that was their first taste of European football, I believe. And then in this season, they've gone even better. They obviously won the title now so they'll be in the Champions League qualifiers and have a great chance of making a European group stage for the first time ever um, and yeah it's been a great title race in Cyprus really we had the likes of Apoel of course, Aiklarnaka, even Paphos and Apollon Limassol up there to a certain extent sometime um, and Aris in fact after the fifth match day they were never top until after the championship playoff began uh, but, but they hit the right run of form at the right time so they're unbeaten in 16 league games now and obviously that 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 is a perfect time to do it right going into and then throughout the championship playoff we've, we've, they've had nine games of that so far so th- that game had a perfect time for them this run of form and thanks to that they are champions of cyprus for the first time so well done to them uh, let's go on to a couple of other title winners uh, in austria surprise surprise it's Erbe Salzburg again. They beat Sturm Graz. It was a comeback win. Obviously, no surprise to see them winning. But you have to give Sturm credit for what's been a fantastic season from them. Taking Salzburg to the penultimate match day in the title race. And winning the cup uh, themselves. Having knocked Salzburg out uh, on penalties in a previous round. So, obviously, they haven't won the title. But it's been a fantastic season from Sturm Graz. Some really talented players in there. Of course, some talented ones gone by recently as well. Rasmus Hoyland was there um, for for the well, last season, I suppose. But uh, uh, yeah, really, really talented players once again. And you have to give credit especially to their manager, Christian Ilser, who's been fantastic to get them this far. And they, they play a style, you can liken it sort of to Salzburg to an extent for, you know, 4 for 2 Diamond as well. Um, and, you know, all that's a high pressing and all that. But... Uh, in possession, I think they're, they're you, I mean, I, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I, from what I've seen, I tend to think they're a little slower than Salzburg, I mean, in the sense that they're less direct. Um, but yeah, either way, they've been fantastic, really, uh, and you have to give them credit for the season they've put together, even though they've ultimately fallen short against uh, Salzburg, but uh, they came pretty close, so well done to them. Now let's go on to... Certainly, the most dramatic conclusion of the weekend, which was in the Scottish Women's Premier League, we've spoken about this in recent weeks. Three-way title race heading into the final match day, with two with the top two playing each other, 
So it was Glasgow City first, two points clear of Rangers, who were level on points but above Celtic on goal difference. Glasgow City, of course, the record champions, Rangers the defending champions, Celtic having never won this title before. So it was Rangers uh, hosting Glasgow City, I think, and Celtic were against Hearts, uh, whom they lost with 6-0, so you could expect them reasonably to win big again. And very important to note is that both Celtic and Rangers' goal difference was significantly higher than Glasgow City's. So, essentially, the formula was Glasgow City win, obviously, the title is theirs. A draw and Celtic win, then Celtic have it 99%. And if Rangers win, then it comes down to goal difference. And theirs and Celtic's was really close. Celtic could have turned that around. But... Anyway, what happened is uh, Celt- it was nil-nil at halftime between Rangers and Glasgow City. Celtic took the lead against Hearts, 1-0. So as things stood, the title was theirs. Celtic scored a second in the second half. It remained nil-nil um, in, in, uh, between Rangers and Glasgow City. And then eventually, in I think around the 90th minute really, uh, Glasgow City scored a title-winning goal. Because had they not done, then they would have only drawn and Celtic were winning 2-0. So the the title would have been Celtics for the first time ever. But that late, late goal, so uh, Glasgow City win yet another uh, Scottish Women's Premiership, uh, Premier League title in, in very dramatic fashion indeed. So that was quite a conclusion. Um, then let's go over to France where, uh, well, surprise, surprise, uh, Olympique Lyon have won the Div- Division 1. Uh, once again, they they were against PSG in a decisive fixture this weekend. First was second with a three-point gap on the penultimate match day. So really a must-win for PSG, who even if they'd won, I think goal difference was not in their favor. Let me really check that. But th- they were in a dis- disadvantaged position for this title race, after, especially after they lost, not lost, drew with Paris FC recently. So... Even if they'd won, I think the first tiebreaker here is goal difference. So they would have not been in a great position. But anyway, they lost. They lost 1-0 uh, with, with a fairly late goal here too. I think it was the 86th minute, 88th minute from uh, Signal Brun. So a pretty late winner here as well for Lyon. But e- even if they'd done, they probably would have still won the title on the last day. But, so yeah, a great result again for them. And that is their how many title? They've won a fair few. It's safe to say. I think that's their 14th. Uh, and of course, they've successfully defended it from last year. So well done to them. And last, last winners we have, well, we have a couple. We have the Norwegian Cup won by Bran, who beat Lilstrom 2-0 in the final. Of course, it's the 2022-23 Cup as the schedule still recovers from the pandemic. So, Brand started this as a second division side. They've won it, obviously, as an elite Serian side, who third, in fact, in the league at the moment. Um, and this is their first cup trophy since 2004, first major trophy since 2007. So, a great result for them. Uh, and, well, they don't have any time to rest because the new season of the cup begins today. Uh, so, they're, they're sort of... Fixing the schedule, they're going back to their usual year-round format, which means in 2023, they're going to have to squeeze it all in half a year. There's no time to rest. The new season begins today, and Bran are back in action in the Cup on Wednesday. So, yep, no no rest for them, but a great result for uh, the side from Bergen. So, well done to them. 
And the last trophy we had from the weekend was the under-17 AFCON, which was won by Senegal, who beat Morocco 2-1 with a late turnaround in Morocco as well. And I think it's just continuing what's been a fantastic period for Senegal, who hadn't won any trophy really in Africa for so long. And then obviously won uh, the most recent AFCON, uh, the CAF, uh, sorry, the JAN. Um, they won, the I think, the under-20 AFCON as well. And they've won the un- under-17 AFCON too, certainly another youth AFCON. Uh, so they're having a fantastic time and... Yeah, it just adds to their collection, so well done to them. We could have had a couple more titles as well this weekend, a couple major ones in fact, uh, but some late drama prevented both Bayern Munich and Chelsea from lifting the Frauen Bundesliga and WSL respectively. Bayern, to be fair, themselves had the chance to get the job done. They were against Bayer Leverkusen where a win would have got them the title regardless of what happened elsewhere. But they could only manage a goalless draw, which meant that Wolfsburg playing later at relegation battling Meppen had to win to keep the title race alive till the final match day. And they didn't they, they didn't look likely to do it at all. In fact, they never led the match. Until late, late on, they went behind, I think, on a couple of occasions, uh, 1-0 and 2-1. Uh, but then late on, they staged a comeback uh, with, I think, an equalizer for 2-2 in past the 86th minute i'd like to believe and then a winner in stoppage time so with that Wolfsburg take the title race to the final day where bayern must win but the good news for bayern is that they're against turbina potsdam who perhaps in any other season would be formidable opponents but this season have been relegated plum last with one of the worst records i've ever seen of just eight points from 21 games so it'll take quite something for Bayern to not win there. But eh, well, let's see, let's see. And then in in the WSL, uh, it was not at Chelsea's hands. They did their bit by beating Arsenal. Uh, but then they needed Manchester City to help them by taking points of Manchester United in the derby. And that didn't go well because United scored within a couple of minutes. City had their goalkeeper sent off just before half time. So it wasn't looking good, but City still managed to equalize in the second half. And then a late stoppage time winner for Manchester United took the title race to the final day. But much like uh, in in Germany, uh, it's very much Chelsea's to lose again because they are playing the bottom club too. They're playing Reading, who to be fair, are not yet relegated, uh, but they probably are going to be because I can't see them beating Chelsea Especially the title chasing Chelsea. So if you're reading, perhaps you'd have hoped that United uh, lost or drew with Manchester City. So Chelsea would have had their title celebration then. Perhaps be not 100%. But now it's not looking good for Reading who must win to stay up or even have a chance of it. And well, for, for Manchester United, they basically need Chelsea to really lose uh, because the goal difference uh, swing is... Plus 5 in Chelsea's favour. There's plus 48. United is plus 43. So, if they draw Chelsea, then uh, United would need to beat Liverpool by 6 goals. Um, That's tough. But, well, let's see. Let's see what happens there. So, that's something to watch out for next weekend as well. Now, let's talk about all the other stuff that happened, including some playoff action, which we love, uh, over in the CAF Champions League. Uh, Al-Aliya threw 
unsurprisingly to the 16th CAF Champions League final which is a record um they beat Esperance uh, 1-0 i think at home 3-0 was their aggregate lead from the first legs of 4-0 uh, in total and they're through they'll be facing defending champions Vidat Casablanca who knocked Mamelodi Sundowns out on away goals 2-2 it was in South Africa for a goalless draw in Morocco from last week uh Sundowns as well as we expected as we predicted when we did that special with uh, Prosper Bartholomew in the week dominated the game took the lead on two occasions but in both cases after the taking the lead really fell apart didn't really control the game as we would have expected them to and let uh, Vidat score these crucial away goals which see them through to the Champions League final despite never having won a game on South African soil and on the other hand Sundowns despite not losing any of their 10 games in the Champions League will not be making the final let alone winning it so that that's that's what the away goals rule can do to you but yeah that's that that's that from the Champions League so it's Vidat Casablanca El Ahly once again in the final and let's move on to Ligila in Mexico where the second legs of both semifinals were played we've got our final sorted it's Tigres against Chivas Tigres beat Monterrey 1-0 and Chivas uh, beat America last night I think it was 1-3 and 3-2 on aggregate and that was that was some late drama there because uh Chivas scored first America equalized in the 57th minute Chivas made it 2-1 in the 76th minute which was taking it level on aggregate but that was not enough for them because of course the, in case of a tie in in Ligila the the team with the higher finishing position advances except in the final you go to extra time but everywhere else it's the team with a higher position uh, from the league that advances so had it stayed to one at the end america who finished second ahead of chivas in third on goal difference i believe there if i understand correctly would have advanced so the 89th minute goal for chivas really won this for them Uh, and took them to the final where as i said they will be facing tigres so that's your update from ligila uh, we do we do have winners in the liga de expansion mx that's tapatio they beat uh, atletico morelia in extra time so well done to them but obviously no promotion there well not yet anyway i've seen some talks of reintroducing it perhaps but i don't know what's going to happen but for now they they're going to still be there but a good result for them well done to them uh, more playoffs in australia melbourne city surprise surprise through to another final we spoke about that on friday their opponents the central coast mariners who beat adelaide united again uh, and are through to the final so it's the top two from the league who are uh, if at the end of the regular league who will be playing the final in sydney let's let's see how that goes that's because otherwise i well in normal circumstances it would have been in melbourne because Melbourne City are the premiers and have made the final but is the A league have some other ideas so let's see how that goes in Sydney without a single team from Sydney in the final it should be interesting anyway uh, let's go on to some other stuff sort of playoffs uh, in in Belgium where Ghent have sealed fifth place and the Europa League conference Europa Conference League playoff spot sorry uh, because they have won their uh, little second second playoff group with two games to spare and 
that so that that's basically done that gift our man back among the well not back among the goals scoring goals as ever uh, but we've got some really really interesting stuff going on at the top where the title race is super close again club brugge beating royal antwerp taking a 2-0 lead again but this time doing well to not squander it uh, means that they uh, they are now level on points with union sajil was who managed to draw with genk so genk are one point behind those two uh but it's advantage antwerp right now because now this is a pretty unique position i think but antwerp have i think a lower goal difference a lower finishing position at the end of the regular league season and potentially even a worse head to head record but none of that matters because the first tiebreaker in the pro league playoffs is the points gained during the the switch to the playoffs so basically of course at the end of the season your points tallies are halved going into the playoffs and the thing is if you have an even number of points then they're properly halved and if you have an odd number of points like uh, union did they had 75 then they are halved to 37.5 but you can't have 0.5 points so they get rounded up to 38 but in a case where a team which which ended the season on even points like antwerp did with 72 and a team that ended the season on odd points like union if they are tied in the playoffs then the team with uh, even points the team that did not get that extra half point are the ones who uh, who are classified above regardless of everything else goal difference head to head blah 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 none of that matters the first thing is this the points differ the well the extra half point thing so if antwerp are currently first and they're playing union next week which means if they win that game the title is theirs so that's something to watch out for but yeah a very interesting race of course those two could trip over each other if they draw um, then gank they will be very close they they're not a point behind sorry did i say that they're three points behind rather but it, so they uh, need them to draw uh, to to get back in if if union win then genk are still in with a chance because they finished above union at the end of the regular season on goal difference i think so it's it's very confusing but basically the formula is antwerp win next week they win the title draw and genk are one point behind them on the final day and union win then they need then they need at least a point on the final day to win the title if they f- lose to genk uh, then genk could be first but then obviously if antwerp win as well then they're first so it it could be really exciting on the final day but let's see first for next week what you need to know is antwerp can seal the title by winning the match so let's see how they go on uh well more titles can be sealed soon uh, we could have one in belgium as we approach the final day of the season i mean you know you have to have one uh and it's been an important result for uh, benfica there because they needed a late c- comeback to get a draw with sporting a 2-2 draw after going 2-0 down which means that a draw on the final day will most likely as i understand it be enough for them to win the title so porto obviously won again they beat famalicao and that meant that they started the match just a point ahead of them the derby against sporting and it didn't go it didn't go to plan at all but this late comeback means the gap is still 2 points now 
The tiebreakers in Portugal are uh, a bit confusing. From what I could tell, the first one was, I think, head-to-head, which is uh, both sides have won against each other. So that's out the window. And the second is wins-losses uh, ratio. And in case Benfica draw next week and Porto win, which is the only case where they'll have level points, then they'll have the exact same uh, win-loss uh, figure of 27 to 4. So I am presuming, I have not got confirmation of this anywhere, but I'm presuming that after that, the tiebreaker will be goal difference. And in such a case, Benfica have plus 15 and Porto have plus 48. So it'll surely be Benfica. So basically, Benfica need... I, as I understand it, a point and much like some of the other teams we've spoken about, they are playing the bottom club going into the weekend. It's already relegated Santa Clara, who they'll be facing uh, on the final day. So surely, surely they will get the job done. But let's see. Uh, but, uh, speaking of the relegation battle, we have an interesting thing to watch out for on the final day where Patrick de Ferreira could complete a, a bit of a great escape, I guess you could say, if they beat... Uh, Braga, which is a tough one, but Braga have sealed third place, so maybe they may be a bit off it. Uh, and th- thanks, it was indeed thanks to Benfica that Braga sealed third place because Sporting dropped points, so they're four points above them now, and obviously that means the job is done. So if uh, Braga are not that good and Patrick de Ferreira win, then they only have a four goal differential to overturn against Maritimo. Maritimo are against Estoril, so they need Estoril, who's 15th but safe, to beat Maritimo by at least a couple of goals and they need to beat Braga by three goals it's tough but it's they're still still just about in there so let's see if they can do something incredible okay let's go on to uh, Bulgaria where Ludogorets have a very long title winning streak even longer than Salzburg in Austria and it looks set to continue because they held on to a draw against Siska Sofia on I think the third from last day, uh, match day of the season, uh, the fourth from last, so three games to go. So still anything's possible, but but the two sides were separated by just a point going into this in the championship playoff, of course. They're the only two with a mathematical a mathematical chance of winning the title. And it, it was a pretty good game. Uh, it was at home for Ludo Goretz. They took an, a lead in the 18th minute. Siska Sofia were quick to equalize in the 22nd minute, went ahead just before half time. But Ludogorets quickly equalized on the other side of the break and it ended 2-2. So they maintained their lead and with that, they basically have three games to win. And in such a case, the title is absolutely theirs. If they drop any points and if Siska Sofia remained perfect, then, well, there is a possibility that, the, well, I mean, then they will win the title with Siska Sofia. And Ludogorets uh, next up have a cup final as well on Wednesday, so... Well, they, they, Siska Sofia will hope that that sort of distracts them. And indeed, Ludo Goretz's next opponents are Siska 1948. The other, the well, this is a story in its own, which I'm not going to get into, but maybe you can look it up. But basically, the original Siska Sofia went bust. And PFC Siska Sofia, which is the side I was referring to, are widely regarded as their successors. But a group of fans and some ex-players founded another club called now called Siska 1948 who claim to be the real uh, successes but they're not recognized by UF or anyone uh, but obviously those two have a big rivalry but Siska Sofia now needs Siska 1948 to get them to do them a massive massive favor if Ludo Goretz's long long streak 
uh, of I think 10 or 11 league titles 11 league titles is going to end but let's see and and we had some big drama as well in Denmark where Copenhagen and uh, AGF Aarhus played an incredible game at the top Copenhagen starting the match i think 5 points above fourth place Aarhus so very close title race there and this went all to the place this was at Parken with how many matches of the season left i think just a just a just two maybe let me clear yeah just two matches after this so it's it's pretty close to decisive you can say so kevin uh, heaven had a great start they raced to a two goal lead in about 18 minutes contentious penalty kicking things off but then they they went on well uh, but then uh, i guess staged a comeback by half time it was 2-2 on the other side of half time they they were 3-2 up it was a great turnaround but then late on in the 76th minute kevin heaven equalized and in the 87th minute kevin heaven got a winner kevin dix with the late goal and assist the right back playing as a makeshift the right center back in a back three here with this decisive contribution potentially puts kevin heaven one step away from the title because they're four points clear at the moment of nonchalant who are in action tonight but if they drop points then uh fck just need one more win to get the job done but Let's see it's Nottingham against Randers in just a few hours so I'll obviously be keeping an eye on that. All right, let's go on to some big five leagues. Uh from the Bundesliga, obviously the big story of the weekend is everyone supporting RB Leipzig. Even I was supporting Rasenballsport Leipzig when they were playing Bayern Munich because if they took points of the league leaders, then Dortmund would have the chance to jump to the top on the penultimate match day. When they faced Augsburg, Bayern did score first, but in the second half, a turnaround from Leipzig saw them win three-one, seal a Champions League spot for themselves, and put Bayern at major risk. And Dortmund did the job. They they sort of they didn't do it absolutely convincingly like they've done in recent weeks, but they did the job. And so on the final day against Mainz, Dortmund can win the title. All they need to do is win. Do I trust? Borussia Dortmund absolutely not I've been burnt a million times before I will not make that mistake again so until Dortmund win the title I am not getting my hopes up even if they are 5-0 up and Bayern are 5-0 down I am not getting my hopes up until the full time whistle and I strongly suggest you do too unless you want to suffer heartbreak because it could still happen but obviously I really really hope that Dortmund do it but let's see as far as the Bundesliga though Hertha mathematically relegated and a uh, lovely story was in freiburg on friday night when nils pedersen scored on his final home game he's retiring at the end of the season an absolute club legend at freiburg bundesliga legend really the man who scored the most goals as a substitute in the league by some way coming off the bench and doing the job again to keep freiburg in contention for the champions league spots the level on points with union now of course leipzig have sealed their spot as i said So it's it's all down to Freiburg and Union on the final day. Freiburg against Frankfurt, Union, a Berlin are against Werder Bremen. So they really the goal difference uh, swing is plus four in Union's favor. Of course, they're fourth right now. So really, Freiburg need Union to drop points and then get a better result themselves. But let's see what can be done.
what can be what happens over there all right let's move on quickly to la liga where we are real beat girona sort of dethroned their uh, europa conference league charge uh well the charge to get seven spot that is and uh, have qualified for next season's europa league themselves i think they had already done before the week before the match to be fair but uh, real sociedad beating barcelona was that this weekend i think that was uh, i th- i hope that was means that they they don't have a shot at champions league football unless sociedad go pretty badly wrong because yeah they 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 need to drop points well they need to lose one and draw one of their remaining three games and yeah vrl actually yep, did qualify for the europa league now mathematically so well done to them athletic club jumped up to 7th um with uh, girona dropping points and themselves winning but of course a lot of the talking point uh, in la liga is down at the bottom where we have a great relegation battle uh, hetafe held by bottom club espanyol already relegated but they still move out of the relegation zone because valladolid lost espanyol getting a huge huge win to get to within a point of safety and valencia beating real madrid 1-0 was a good result for them but of course that match was marred by all the terrible terrible incidents of racist abuse being shou- shouted at vinicius junior from the stands and really the fallout from that has been fine it's it's been terrible to see some of the reactions of people and and really la liga president javier tebas who still refuses to acknowledge that 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 league has a major major racism problem and i really do feel for vinicius because he was sent off at the end of that which is crazy um and uh, i mean there's i that obviously all the talk of pro- him provoking racism is utter nonsense and i think anyone with half a mind would agree agree with that you cannot possibly do anything to provoke racist abuse that if if you are getting provoked to be racist then that's something about you not the person provoking you um and it's a real problem it's a real problem in la liga it's a real problem in football really it, it is a problem if some it worse in some places than others but it it is very much a problem overall and it's 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 really sad to see stuff like this happening in 2023 and even equally sad to see the reaction to it being so so weak and so poor but well what can we do it is what it is anyway i hope i hope well, i mean i've been hoping for a while but i hope maybe this is a tipping point for them to do something but let's see okay let's move on to uh, uh let's go to where should we go a uh, seria where cremonese are looking relegated to me their great escape would have been incredible if it happened but it is highly highly unlikely now because they need six points oh sorry it's it's over the relegated my bad uh spezia got a point at lecce which is why it's over um so they have 31 points and cremonese have 24 two games to go so cremonese mathematically relegated uh, spezia not safe though neither are lecce because elas verona are just a point behind spezia they suffered uh, a tough defeat to atalanta this weekend which means that they are going to need to uh, likely win at least one well certainly win at least one of their last two games against empoli and milan so let's see uh, what what we get there but who knows uh it doesn't look likely unless i mean obviously M- the empoli game is the one which you'd expect them to have a shot at because milan are you know in in champions league hunt 
but with how Milan have been, you never know. And Spezia themselves have Torino and Roma. So again, they'll be probably targeting Torino, but Roma might be something, uh, might be a match where they can get something for themselves. So that's the relegation battle in Serie A. In the Premier League, Nottingham Forest sealed their safety and as a result, mathematically sealed the trial for Manchester City. So it's 5-6 and six for them. But you know about that, so we're not going to stick around there any longer. Relegation battle though, interesting because Leeds United could only manage, well, no, couldn't manage anything. They, they managed a loss against West Ham after taking the lead once again. So they're in real, real trouble. Everton scoring a dramatic late winner against Wolves to now be two points uh, away from the relegation zone heading into the final day. And they have a slightly better goal difference. So if Leeds win and Everton only draw, then they might be able to stay up. But obviously all of that is presuming that Leicester lose to Newcastle tonight, which is far from guaranteed. So, well, let's see what goes on. That's a big game, uh, primarily for the relegation battle taking place tonight. Okay. Let's go on to more relegation battles. Uh, in Austria, uh, Salzburg may have won the league at the top, but obviously you should be focusing on the bottom where there was a huge match between the bottom two, just one uh, relegation spot there. Uh, and it was Altach against Reed. Uh, level on points at the bottom. Altach down there, I think, on goal difference. So a must win really for both. And it was Altach who came away with a crucial. 1-0 win thanks to a winner and own goal in the 83rd minute. So, cruel for Reed. But with that, they are out of the relegation zone. And they have, what, I think, a couple of games left. So, as long as as long as long Reed don't win, they're safe. And, of course, Reed might win because it's the relegation group we are in. But it is quite possible that they seal their safety. So, uh, in that case... That's a pretty good conclusion to the season for Altach, who obviously changed managers mid-season. I think it was Miroslav Klose, wasn't it? Who was in charge uh, in the first half of the season. But he, that didn't go well. And I think the decision to change managers will, will be vindicated if they stay up, of course. So let's see how well they can go. And great story as well from Croatia, where my boys Gorica have mathematically completed their great, great escape. With a game to spare. Now, that's how you do it. Because these guys were absolutely hopeless in the first half of the season. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> they, they they hadn't won a single game until... Well, they, they did win... Uh, well, sorry. Yeah, they had won a game in August. But then after that, they certainly became very, very bad. They, they lost like... What? Like five games on the bounce and something like... 13 and 15 or something like that they were hopeless so after that win in august they didn't win a single match until the their last game in february and after that they've only lost once uh, well they've only lost twice ever since so since the end of february they've just lost twice they've won like i think it's six games including this week against who was it against varashdin 5-2 an emphatic way to seal their safety after shibinik the bottom club now, who are mathematically relegated, uh, lost um, against Hajduk Split. Yeah, sorry, against Osihek. Hajduk Split, they're playing next in the cup final, where they have the chance. Well, uh, no, they don't even have the chance. I think that's I think that's done. All right. Well, 
his story here, which I've just figured out now, is that Shibnik, unless I'm getting something wrong, will be playing in Europe next season, at, despite being a second-tier side in Croatia. Because in Croatia, if the cup finalist, if sorry, if the cup winner qualifies for Europe through the league, then the other finalist gets it. Hajduksplit guaranteed to finish second. So that means regardless of how this match ends, as I understand it, Shibnik will be in Europe next season. I might be wrong. Do correct me if I am, uh, if you're listening to this. But as I understand it, second tier Shibnik will be in Europe next season. That's lovely. I love that. So great stuff there. Okay, let's go on. Uh, we have the final day in Liga F, where Barcelona suffered their first loss since forever, since uh, the 13th of June, was it? In 2021, for a long, long time. But the big story was at the bottom, the relegation battle where Alhama against Alaves, the bottom two, were playing each other in a match where, as things turned out, a, the winner would have stayed up, the loser was guaranteed to go down, and in case of a draw, they were both going to go down. And that's exactly what they did. They tripped over each other. Now, uh, Alhama were le- took the lead in the 85th minute through a very good goal, by the way, and they were staying up as things stood. But then in the 84th minute, Alaves' equalizer took them both down so that's a bit of an anti-climactic end for both seasons could you know take taking each other down but well they'll be they'll be facing each other again in the second tier next season unless they are in the different uh, groups of it because i believe that's group north and south or something so who knows but either way they've taken each other down so well done to all involved there right let's go on to serie b which obviously i spoke about earlier season's done there and a lot happened on the final day, as you'd expect. Okay, top two decided. Frosinone, Genoa, Bari third. We all knew that. Fourth place was up for grabs. Sutirol were occupying it. Parma and Caleri were trying to get it. And Sutirol lost it. They lost to Modena. And with it, allowed Parma to get in because they beat Venezia 2-1. So Cosenza, uh, so, uh, not Cosenza. Caleri, despite beating Cosenza 1-0, only matched fifth and Parma beat Venezia 2-1. So that risked Venezia's place in the playoffs. They needed favorable results elsewhere, especially after Regina won against Ascoli. That was, I think, a late winner too. Uh, in It was just 1-0 and that goal was, I think, in stoppage time yeah, in the 94th minute. And that's why Regina are in the playoffs. And that's why Palermo are not. But Palermo have themselves to blame because they matched only matched a 2-2 draw with Brescia. So had they won, then they, they would have had the chance. And elsewhere, Pisa losing to Spal and Ascoli, of course, losing to Regina meant that they were out. Uh, they, they could have gotten in again by with by winning their game. So unfortunate for them. And at the bottom, Benevento already relegated. Spal already relegated, but ruining Pisa's time. Perugia winning against Benevento, but Brescia managing that draw with Palermo means that Perugia are also directly relegated. It's Brescia and Cosenza in the relegation playoffs. So that's Serie B for you. We'll be moving on now to the playoffs where we've got uh, Cagliari, Venezia and Sutirol Regina first up and then Bari and Parma waiting uh, from the second round onwards. So that's that. We had some great drama in another second division. In Spain, the Segunda División, aptly named, uh, where... The promotion battle gets ever exciting. More results from the weekend. All simultaneous kickoffs this time, I believe. 
or certainly all, all of these teams were simultaneously playing so it, it was all up for grabs and four of the of the top five won so Ibar who only managed a draw with Sporting Gijon are in a bad bad position they are almost certainly I mean yeah unless they overturn a 12 goal differential swing they are out of it so they will only be qualifying for the playoffs Albacete in sixth guaranteed to finish sixth Ibar cannot get into second so they're gonna be in the playoffs as well but above them it's all to play for Granada on 72 points first are in a decent position they're against uh, who are they against they're against one of the bottom class they're against Leganes mid table decent chance to get the win and get the job done win the title direct promotion the big game Las Palmas on 71 points against Alaves on 70. Winner goes through to the playoffs, guaranteed. In case of a draw, Levante could finish second if they thrash Real Oviedo. They need to win by about 5 goals in case of a draw there and they'll be through. Uh, And if not, then of course the winner of that will get direct promotion and obviously everyone else goes to the playoffs, which will be fun. So watch out for them. Right, League Duh. I think we only have a couple of games left there and the promotion race has fizzled out a bit because Mess messed it up. Cheers, guys. Uh, they only managed to draw against Guagob, which means they're three points behind Bordeaux now. So unless Bordeaux really lose, it's a bit done. Le Havre are in action later tonight, I believe, and they have the chance to seal a promotion with a win. So we'll watch out for them, of course. But again, the more exciting thing is the relegation battle where Dijon are out of the relegation zone their escape has been completed they beat uh, Nimes to get out and it's uh, it's Laval who've slipped in with a 3-0 loss to Bordeaux Valenciennes only managing a draw with Pau uh, oh sorry Valenciennes are in action against Le Havre this weekend my bad so they could get out of the relegation zone if they win and if they win which is unlikely, then Pau will slip in. But last time, Anessi were against Le Havre. They were in the relegation zone. I said, no way, they're winning. And they won and got out. And are 14th currently. So I'm not saying anything this time. Yeah, can't be honest this. But we'll see. Two, two teams are going to get relegated. Two more, rather. Uh, Neem and Niort already gone. Right, that's that. And last bit is from the Zweite Bundesliga, where Darmstadt have sealed automatic promotion back to the Bundesliga. Behind them, though, stuff to watch. Uh, Heidenheim and Hamburg separated by a point going into the final day for the second automatic playoff spot and whoever doesn't win that will guaranteed finish third so Heidenheim need to at least match Hamburg's result there at the bottom Sandhausen mathematically relegated Jan Regensburg relegated bar a miracle that will see them chain overturn a 15 goal differential swing so goodbye to Jan Regensburg realistically and Arminia Bielefeld must win on the final day and Hope that Nuremberg or Braunschweig drop points if they are to get out of the playoff spot. So that is that from the Zweiter. We'll obviously discuss that on Friday more to tell you who's playing who and what to watch out for. But that's that for the episode really. The only other thing that happened this weekend was the FIFA Under-20 Men's World Cup kicking off in Argentina. But that's obviously still in the group stage. So we'll maybe discuss that in a bit more detail towards the end of it. But for now... That's that from this episode. We'll be back on Friday to to get you up to speed with whatever happens in the week and look ahead to next weekend. But until then, thank you very much for listening and see you in the next one. Take care. Goodbye.